Sometimes it is really worth it to have that conversation because what happens when we don't? One, we tend to ghost people. Two, we brush our feelings underneath the rug. Or you tend to become like a fake friend and nobody likes fake friends. This is Grow To Be Free, a self-development podcast that helps ambitious ladies pursue their dreams while finding peace, happiness, and maintaining a thriving mental health. My name is Kiani, and I burnt myself out at age 22. I didn't know my purpose, I hated my job, I thought money was the answer to all my problems, and girl, was I sad. I fought through anxiety and depression by working on myself non-stop. Now, I can honestly say that I am happy, I find peace every single day, and I'm on a journey to discover my best life. Join me as I sit with other ambitious gals who have learned to unlock this new level of life. Think of us as the girlfriends that actually grow with you. We'll share all the tangible tips to help you transform your mindset, mental health, relationships, faith, and finances. Plug in your headphones, get ready to jot down some notes, and let yourself be inspired. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Grow To Be Free podcast. I'm Kiani, your host, and we are in season four. I can't believe we're here at this point, but I'm so excited to be with you here today. Last week, we had Ariana Bradford on the podcast, and she talked about ADHD, and I'm just on a mental health kick. I think we all are. I know I always am, but this season specifically, I... I'm kind of diving into these mental health topics and how they translate into various areas of our life. So in the coming episodes, you'll hear topics about business, topics about how to dress and how that ties in with your confidence and um, all sorts of different topics that kind of tie in mental health into our daily lives, which I feel like we oftentimes need. So I just wanted to take a moment to acknowledge and shout out love peace love growth who left a review on apple podcasts she said this podcast is so relatable i'm always surprised by the level of depth and breadth of the discussions one of my favorite things is how they are always tangible so i am so thankful to you for leaving this review and it means so much to me to hear that you're taking away so many tangible tips from the episodes it's just it's just great so i am so thankful for the reviews that we're getting on the podcast please continue to leave reviews if you found anything valuable your ears and your love and all of the great things that you guys bring to the table via Instagram and via these reviews. They mean the world. And I also see you guys too purchasing the Ambitious Peace journals. That means a lot too. So I just want to say thank you. I appreciate each and every one of you. And I can't wait for just the more time that we have together. It just means so much. So this particular episode is kind of coming from my own personal experience as of recently, things that I've learned in my life and also things that you guys have been learning and things that you guys have identified that are important to you. For example, I ran a poll on my Instagram that asked, raise your hand if you consider yourself to be a little bit sensitive and a lot of people did most people i think it was something like 90 
percent or 95 percent of people said yes that they were and the remaining five percent said no or they didn't think that they were sensitive so got me thinking and I have some very personal um, things that I've been learning in my personal life that kind of relate to this so today's episode is five strategies for sensitive people to navigate emotions in social situations so This is springing up because I have just realized recently that I am actually a pretty sensitive person. I've noticed that a lot of people might not react the same way or feel the same emotions that I do when something happens. And I think the important thing to remember that if you think you're a sensitive person, it is not a bad trait at all. I actually did some research into this and there is something that was coined by a psychologist as a personality trait that about um, 15 to 20 percent of the population has and it's a highly sensitive person or HSP. So 15 to 20 percent of the population is known to be highly sensitive. 70 percent of those people who are highly sensitive are introverts and 30% of those same people are extroverts. So I'm actually more of an extroverted person, but I do tend to share some introverted traits as well. But yeah, so basically introverts, where are you at? <laughs> we're we're in this together, guys. Here are some, I guess, symptoms or things that you might feel or experience if you're a highly sensitive person. So if you identify with most of these or all of these, then you might be highly sensitive. So number one, you if you're a deep thinker, number two, you tend to feel things more deeply than most people around you. Three, you don't take criticism well or are highly critical of yourself. Four, you often feel emotionally exhausted. Five, you're easily triggered by things like violence or just other things in your life, if you're highly triggered most of the time, then you may be a highly sensitive person. And there's many other traits or, I guess, symptoms that you can say um, for a highly sensitive person. It's not a disease, by the way. It's just a personality trait. Um, But I think the important thing to, to remember, and this really leads into our first strategy of how sensitive people can navigate emotions in social situations. Number one, recognize that you don't necessarily have to build thicker skin. So this, remember, it's not a disease. So this is a personality trait that's something inherent to you. That makes it not, it's not a bad thing. And people will sometimes say like, oh, we'll just get thicker skin, build that thick skin, blah, blah, blah. And and I think to an extent they're right in the sense of you can build thicker skin, But I think a lot of the times people who are saying that are lacking the conceptual awareness of like what this personality trait actually entails and um, just quote unquote building thicker skin is going to put a band-aid on your personality, right? And we don't want to put a band-aid on our personality. We want to enhance our personality and develop ourselves to be the best version of ourselves and that also means with our personality I feel like there are good sides and there's also bad sides to personality traits and you you can operate in either one but for for people who want to become better 
And if you're listening to this, you're probably one of those. You want to operate in the good sides of your traits and not necessarily in the bad ones. I think we need to recognize that it's not necessarily needing to build thicker skin. We mostly just need to learn how to respond appropriately to the emotions that we're feeling. Because you can be a highly sensitive person and you might react in a way that blows up the room in the sense of like you might be screaming at people, you might be like crying overwhelmingly and like that's not necessarily the appropriate reaction to something. I mean, depending on what it is. Remember, take things with a grain of salt, but we want to be able to process our emotions and be able to respond in a way that is appropriate to the situation at hand. So that's number one first strategy is to recognize that it's not about building thicker skin. It's about being able to respond appropriately. Number two, take time alone or in therapy to process your emotions before responding. So this is the actual act of taking that time when you are triggered, when you are feeling some type of way and your emotions, you're just feeling all of your emotions all at once and you just feel them overwhelmingly inside of you, you really need to take a step back. And this is a personal lesson that I've learned recently because in a uh, romantic situation that is no longer going on, I would feel triggered in for some reason and I needed to share it or it was brought up in a way that I was prompted to share what was going on inside my head and I didn't quite have that fully formulated and I feel like although I was doing it for the good reason of like okay I'm trying to just explain how I feel I was shooting myself in the foot at the end of the day because I was I did not fully process the emotion I was still fully in the emotion and I was either just word vomiting on that person or I was oversharing things that weren't even necessarily true it was just my it was just coming from a heightened emotional state and I I think it really did have an impact on that relationship in a negative way we should always be honest with our feelings absolutely but When we're really heightened emotionally, we're not thinking super clearly. And that's why taking that time and taking a a time to step out of the situation and calm down and fully, fully process the emotions that we are experiencing and then coming back to the situation to handle it is our best option because um, you'll come back to the situation in a more understanding point of view and you you'll also not be so emotional about it and you can actually think through what you can say and actually hear the other person when they're trying to respond back to you so what does processing actually look like and you know we could dive so deep into processing emotions but um, just for the sake of time and and this episode I'll just highlight you know the three things um, that you can do to process your emotions but at the end of the day I would recommend going to therapy to process emotions that you have trouble processing or just really sit down and journal um, that really helps me process my emotions so 
one thing you can do is figure out what exactly triggered you and that would be step one figure out what exactly is triggering the strong emotion that you're feeling and then number two figure out why you were triggered by it and this could be a series of some very deep questioning but i just like to continue asking myself why 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 just be that little kid who just keeps on asking themselves why you likely get to the root or you know just at least really far down to figure out okay now i understand why i'm feeling this way and then also expressing your emotion fully i'm guilty of being a serial emotional suppressor where i would just suppress all my emotions and just keep on going throughout life and that did not work out very well for me because i would like randomly blow up and like have these like manic episodes of just like lots of emotions that i couldn't even describe like where they're coming from they just literally had to like pour out of my body and i was so confused i was like literally nothing happened but like why am i like so triggered right now literally for no reason um and so that's why expressing our emotions are are is so important because we really need to get that out of our body. So whether that is crying, whether that is like screaming at the top of your lungs, like into a pillow or like outside screaming out the world, like, or if you're a little bit more constructive and you like to paint or dance or do something artistic, or, or maybe you're, you like to like beat a punching bag and do kickboxing or go to one of those like, um, those like rooms where they let you just destroy things with a bat like if that if that is something that allows you to express your emotions fully like by all means do it whatever it is for you just make sure you express that and you know say it out loud like i am mad because of x y and z like i this person pissed me off because of x y and z like i am sad because of this situation happening you know, whatever it is, like, you got to verbalize it, you got to express it. And, and by doing that, you're actually validating your own feelings. I know that sounds weird because most of the time we look for other people for validation, but we can validate ourselves. And I think that's honestly the most important form of validation is that we validate our, fe our feelings and we believe ourselves because sometimes we get into the habit of not believing ourselves and not trusting ourselves and at the end of the day we have to be our own best friend and so how do we do that we validate ourselves in our feelings i think paired with figuring out what exactly triggered you and why you were triggered you have to figure out okay well what's the solution what's what's the next step for the last four years i personally have been using journaling as a healing practice and it's literally transformed my life it's one of the key ways i've been able to work through my anxiety get myself out of depression and really begin to thrive in life if you're looking to get into journaling or you are in need of a new one the ambitious peace journals are now available on amazon for those of you who don't know these are super cute aesthetic journals with a different encouraging motivational and insightful quote on every single page they're small enough to fit in a purse they're college ruled and have 150 pages of space to free write jot down your life plan or to process those really tough thoughts and emotions 
If you have been watching this on YouTube or Spotify, you'll be able to see what they look like, but I will describe them for everybody, so don't worry. One is this monochromatic chocolate wave design. The second one is another monochromatic look, but it's like a pink, light pink painting on canvas. And the last one is a light blue, white square geometric pattern that is very satisfying to the eye. My favorite one happens to be the chocolate one, but I'm looking forward to hearing which one is your favorite. So let me know in the comments or in your reviews. Again, you can find these on Amazon. I will link the Amazon link in the description of this show. And without further ado, let's get back to the episode. This might not be the case for every situation, but um, I think for a lot of social situations that we encounter that trigger emotional responses is having a tough conversation, really. So that's number, th that's step three, is to have the tough conversation. And how many times have you avoided a conversation because of just how tough it was gonna be. I know, I know I have many a times. Um, you know, we do this for several reasons. Maybe one, we're scared of what the other person might think or might do or might say in response to what we're conversating with them about. Or we might fear that they just might not understand us or we might not have the right words to say or it might just come out wrong or at the end of the day it just comes down to fear and we have to lean into that fear because the fear is telling us like hey like i want to be safe right now as a human being i'm i'm trying to be safe by not having this conversation but again it's kind of like shooting yourself in the foot if you don't have that conversation and and if you're able to there are some situations where yeah you might not be able to have that conversation because of x y and z reason but if you're like physically able to have that conversation with somebody like the person is still in town they're still around um you still have their number they still have your number nobody's been blocked like etc you see you see this person around a lot like Sometimes it is really worth it to have that conversation because what happens when we don't? The, the things that can happen if we don't have a conversation with that person is one, we tend to ghost people. Two, we brush our feelings underneath the rug and just like, oh, you know, it's fine. Like, we're okay now because I've processed my own feelings. Like, partially, yes, but you might not have actually process the emotions with that person and that's also an important piece a lot of the times or you tend to become like a fake friend to people and nobody likes fake friends <laughs> like you don't even like fake friends so like why would you fake be around somebody or fake be friends with somebody when all you need to do is just be honest and have that conversation with them. I think it's important to know that when we have these tough conversations, it doesn't have to be aggressive. I think a lot of the times when we, as sensitive people, sometimes we avoid conflict, right? I know I'm, I'm that type of person. I'm so non-confrontational, but I've just realized that having those conversations with people who have wronged us or people who have um, hurt us in some way actually does a lot of solving the problem because you get to understand more deeply 
their thoughts and feelings and emotions if you approach it the right way, if you come at it with love and kindness. And if you've already processed the emotions and already taken that time alone, like this should be fairly easy for you to come to this conversation now with a renewed mindset and a new understanding of yourself. And then in that conversation, you're mostly seeking to understand that person and where they were coming from. I know it can kind of be hard to try and understand where somebody was coming from when they hurt you, but we need to do that in order to understand that that person is not a demon. That person is not a bad person. You might be thinking that right now and you might think they're like the worst person ever, but at the end of the day, they're no better nor worse than you and you're no better or worse than them. So having this conversation kind of levels the playing field a little bit. It allows you to understand like, hey, this person is just a human, just like me. They made a mistake. I make mistakes. And coming at this conversation with love and kindness is going to help you connect better. And you might not want to connect with this person for the long term, and that's okay. But having this resolve and being able to leave it on the table and understand each other in a better way will allow you to move on better from the situation. I shared a lot about number three, but uh, I also kind of shared a little bit of number four too. (laughs) Number four is standing up for yourself. Just because you're sensitive, it doesn't mean that your feelings matter less than other people's. Sometimes we subconsciously say to ourselves like, oh, well, I'm if I'm so sensitive, like, oh, maybe I shouldn't feel this way. Maybe I should be feeling a different way. And you try to minimize what you're feeling and you're not validating yourself. yourself. When you're able to validate yourself, you now build up that confidence that allows you to stand up for yourself when you know that other people people aren't treating you the right way and if you don't know how to talk to yourself you won't know how to talk to or you won't recognize when somebody is talking to you the wrong way and you won't be able to stand up for it so that's why the processing is super important but just know that the more that you build that confidence the more that you'll be able to speak up when somebody is talking to you the wrong way or treating you the wrong way and, and you can do it in a way that asks for what you need. And it's also helping them understand that their actions and behaviors were inappropriate. Some people just don't know <laughs> that what they're doing is inappropriate. Um, like, there's this passage in the Bible that Jesus was looking at all the people <laughs> who were hurting him when he was being crucified. And... He said, Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do. And that's something that I say to myself a lot, actually, when I'm being wronged because a lot of people don't know what they are doing. And some people do know what they're doing, but the chances of them seeing it the same way that you see it are very slim to none. And that doesn't mean that how you're feeling is wrong. That just means that they don't understand. So you need to speak up when you're not being treated the right way in a kind and loving manner just by helping them to understand. And how do you help somebody understand that, they're, that what they're doing is maybe not the best 
thing that to do, I would say ask a question. You know, turn it back on them and ask why they think that's the right way to handle this situation. Or I think it was really going to depend on the situation and it's going to be different per, but know that the questions that you ask need to lead towards insight and need to help the person realize that how they're saying something or what they're thinking might not be the only way of thinking. So I'll leave it at that. (laughs) We could do a whole episode on like great questions to ask people to help them understand. Uh, Let me know if you'd like to hear a video on that because I can definitely go deeper. But that's number four, stand up for yourself. So number five, lead with honesty. This one is important because it really helps you not only grow in who you are, but it helps show other people who you are and who you've actually grown into. So being able to share your feelings accurately with people while letting them know your needs in a kind and loving way shows them vulnerability and strength. And you might be thinking vulnerability and strength, those are like complete opposites, right? <laughs> and in a way they are, but they they operate exclusively from each other in my opinion because you can be vulnerable but like still be a strong person and you can be strong and still have a vulnerable side like masculine and feminine generally speaking feminine energy is vulnerable and then masculine energy is normally seen as being strong but in reality all people have both traits Um, some women might just have more vulnerability or be able to express more vulnerability than most men but at the end of the day they still have strength and likewise with men men might come off super strong but they also have a vulnerable side so we can be both and we can express both to people and that actually is more attractive to people because they can now understand the dichotomies of yourself dichotomies being like two different sides and they can now see both that masculine and that feminine and they can understand you on a deeper level because vulnerability allows you to connect with them so they're getting that feminine energy from you connecting with them through vulnerability vulnerability allows us to connect with people because it allows the other person to see that they that we also go through the same issues or the same struggles. And then the strength, I find, earns respect from people because it allows you to hold your space and ask for what you need. And being able to ask for what you need and communicate the need, it demonstrates a level of self-awareness and a level of confidence that comes across as you know the space that you take up. And you're comfortable in your own skin to take up that space. Now, I understand some people might not feel like that. You might not feel like you can confident, confidently take up space. Like, I, I definitely 100% feel you if that's you. Because that used to be me too. Where I didn't even feel like I was even visible. And I didn't even feel like I was worth taking up any space. So I understand if you're not quite there yet. It's something that you can develop. It's something that that you can grow 
into and it's something that you already have it's not like you don't have it it's just you you need to grow in it a little bit more and you know probably go to therapy and and really you know develop your mindset into where you really want it to be which is to have that vulnerability and that strength but just know that it's important to show it to people because at the end of the day you also show it to yourself and you show you show it to people more once you know it for yourself but you can also learn to grow in it when you're able to show it to others as well so those are the five strategies that i have found for myself to work for sensitive people in social situations i'll recap so number one recognize that you don't necessarily have to build thicker skin you just need to learn how to respond appropriately to emotions Number two, take time alone or in therapy to process your emotions before responding. Three, have the tough conversation. Four, stand up for yourself. And five, lead with honesty. So lastly, I want you to remember that your sensitivity is not a weakness. It actually allows you to be more empathetic and understanding. And also, if you're an HSP or a highly sensitive person, you're likely very creative and passionate and have high emotional intelligence, which are all really incredible traits to possess. So it's really not a bad thing to be highly sensitive. I think more than 15 to 20 percent of people are highly sensitive. And if, if you follow me on Instagram, you're probably sensitive <laughs> because of the poll that I posted. So I hope this really helps you. Let me know on Instagram if this has helped you in any way. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on the platform that you're listening to. And please leave a review. I love to see the reviews. Um, They mean so much to me. And they really help the podcast and the message of Grow To Be Free be discovered across the internet. So if you want to pass it on and pay it forward, uh, please share with a friend and leave a review. It really means the world. I love and appreciate you. Until next time, see you next week. Bye.